pay attention to the thoughts, right? Um, one of the things we know I did was I would have whole conversations in my head of um, this person's gonna say this and that person's gonna say that. I literally would put out, I'm waiting for the arguments, rebuttal and all that stuff. And I had it all in my head and I would have these conversations in my head for if this person says this, then this is gonna be my comeback or this is that, or that person might say that one. So, you know, so I'm gonna stay away from this one. Um, I had to get control of my thinking. And I was like, you're making this stuff up. You know, I realized half the stuff that I'm battling it truly was a battlefield of the mind. I was making a lot of stuff up to be true and it wasn't, right? Um, so the biggest thing I had to learn, and it's an, it's an everyday battle, is controlling my thoughts. Um, controlling my thoughts and my thought process, right? And it's one of the things that we say, it is, it is so easy to think uh, negative because it's easier. Right. And people say it's easier. It's our default um, most of the times because what's the old saying? You know, don't don't get your hopes up too high. That way you don't get disappointed. And so we have a tendency to think that because we want to walk that even if we're like, I don't want to be negative, you're going to walk the middle ground. But it takes the same amount of time and energy to think, what if it does work out right? You know, um, what if it does work? And so that is the thing I've had to shift my mindset to not be, you know, well, if it doesn't work out, then this is what I'm gonna do, right? To, you know what, this is how I want it to work out or releasing the control of saying, this is how it's supposed to work out. And just like, you know what, I can only control how I work through this process. I can't control the process. Welcome to Why She's Winning with your host, Christy Rutherford, a master of office politics and self-care advocacy. Chrissy's clients have received over 10 million in salary raises in a pandemic. Surprised that women are still getting paid during these challenging times? It's possible for you too. You can have it all if you believe you deserve it. Christy and her guests will assist you with that. Let's get started. Welcome everyone to Why She's Winning. I am your host, Christy Rutherford, and today we have the phenomenal, brilliant, articulate, Dynamic, exceptional Alita Gardner. Alita is an innovative. Why am I yelling? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> what you do? Hold on. Alita is an innovative information information technology project and operations senior leader and change agent with more than 20 years of experience. Across her career, she has been known for mobilizing teams to solve complex issues and align technology with business and client needs. A strategic and tactical leader, Alita brings a unique portfolio comprised of experience leading transformational and cultural change across global companies spanning multiple industries. Prior to her work at Navy Federal Credit Union, she re-architected the company's financial data warehouse program as a senior systems analyst for Exo Communications, successfully reducing data transmission and reconciliation errors of accounting and finance by 40%. Okay, she got the longest bio. It's almost longer than mine. All right. We can cut to the chase. We can start. Okay. No, no, no. I got, I got to give you. I got to give it to you. As a company leader and influencer, Alita has brought her leadership to the nonprofit organization, My Brother's House, Inc., board of directors as a treasurer. She is highly involved in professional organizations, including Anita B. Org and Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Her professional experience is complemented by her Bachelor of Arts in Government and Politics and Project Manager Professional and leading SAFE Agile certifications. Outside of her professional experience, she additionally served as an advocate for the Year Up program. I love Year Up. For Navy Federal Credit Union. And volunteers her time as a mentor for underprivileged youth with area churches and student leadership programs. Welcome, Alita. Thank you. All right. So here we are. Welcome, TGIF. Now, tell us... Because this is why she's winning and you winning. So what was going on with you when you were like, you know what? I want to change. I want to do something different. What was going on? Um, I was I was stuck. Right. I, I, I knew bios are great. But it, it was true. And so I could not get out of the place where I was like I couldn't go higher. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And in that process, I, I was, I was constantly checking myself, like, mm -hmm. is it me? You know, is it me? <laughs> is it me? And so that's, that's what it was like, am I stopping myself? I'm, I'm, I'm looking around and I'm like, well, why is this person going and this person going? So the only common denominator is myself. So I just started mm -hmm. kind of looking within myself. And then I had a, a really good friend of mine say, you know what, you need to uh, get with other women so that you can, you know, to coach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where it was like, okay, I, I'm open. When I when I came to a space of, hey, I'm open for anything anybody can tell me so that I can get to the next place. Because clearly my mind wasn't getting me there. Mm, clearly. So what? <laughs> I love it, right? Because at a certain point in leadership, we have to be willing to look in the mirror and say, is it me? Because the problem is the world will give you a million reasons to point at other people, yep. right? There is an article that will give you a million reasons to justify why it's everybody else. And then when I see these memes on LinkedIn, which are hysterical, where it talks about what a leader should be, and I'm like, but who are you, right? We're always looking at everybody else. Yep. So what did you learn, um, you know, I would say what was most shocking to you when you started to look within and um, and and see yourself, that um, my my tagline. A lot of my friends know my tagline is, you know, I don't bother anybody. You know, I'm, I'm a business. I don't bother anybody. And as we started breaking things down, and so I, I always felt like, you know, people are bullying me because um, I just sit there. I just do, you know, I, I I do what I need to do. And then when we started breaking down, it realized that, you know, sometimes I was starting some of those. Uh, Fight. Sometimes I was I was the one who was instigating things, right? Um, that was that was probably the main thing. And then when I again looked at myself, there were moments when, yeah, something probably uh, could have been said, but it doesn't mean it should have been said. It doesn't mean that I'm always the one that needs to say it. And sometimes it just doesn't need to be said at all. Just you know, let it ride. Stuff will work itself out. So that was, I think, the biggest um, revelation for me. So let's talk about, um, you know, did I talk to you on the phone? Did I say something offensive? Because everybody say I always say something offensive. I don't remember. So did I call you a name or was I nice to you when we talked? Um, you weren't we had... nice if you didn't call me a name either. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You were nice. I, I, I wasn't nice? Yeah, no. Mm -mm. What did I say? Do you remember? I remember okay. you saying, I mean, we went through the whole thing and you were like, you you said you're bored uh oh yeah you were like you're bitter and i'm like i didn't think i was bitter right i'm like i am i was like i'm bitter but i mean i definitely knew i was bored and um that was one of the things that two of the things you said okay great bitter and bored mm -hmm. so what were you bored right like was it true go ahead it was true. I was absolutely bored. And that's why I said I was I was hitting my head up against the ceiling. Right. Um, one of the things uh, one of the um, uh, books that 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 I read, it was in conformity. Right. One of our biggest things is conforming. And that's what I was doing. I was trying to conform to what I should be conformed to in the space that I was in. And I was bored. And that when that, and I guess my I was acting out in a professional way. And like, like a little kid get any kind of attention or whatever. I was acting out in a professional manner, but I absolutely was bored because I was trying to conform to the space that I was in. Okay, great. Let's talk about conformity. I'm not going to agree. I feel like we, I've asked five questions in seven minutes. You got to slow down a little bit because I'm like, bam, 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 bam. Don't be nervous. This is a professional interview, right? Like you have a brain, you're a professional, you're a leader, you have a team. Uh, if anybody knows me, they know I don't, I, even if I send you all the questions ahead of time, I'm not going to really ask you what I send you. So that's pointless. So don't be nervous. And right. I didn't get any questions ahead of time. So yeah, we just really, we're just, we're in this one. We are in this one. So, and, and we were all 15 minutes early. We didn't talk about what we was going to talk about. Um, so let's talk about conformity. Cause that seems to be your new lesson that you've learned about yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and Earl Nightingale talks about it in A Strangest Secret. So what, you know, if you had to now, you learned a lesson, 
then you became the lesson because it's starting to seep in and that's your new thing. Like that's new apple that you're chewing on. What, you know, what can you teach the, you know, the listeners or the readers about what you learned about, you know, conformity? It's not a good thing, right? Um, It's not a good thing. I think we conform. One of the things in his book that he says, you know, if you ask someone, you know, why do I get up every morning? Right. And they'll say, um, well, because everyone else does. Right. And there are things in life that you have to do in life. It's just it's just what it is. But that conformity will keep you in a space and you'll never be able to spread your wings. You will never be able to do what you are supposed to do. Right. So if I'm looking at the person beside me and I'm doing what they're doing, how am I? When do I ever find time to figure out what I'm supposed to do? And it's the cliche of, you know, if both of you are the same, there's 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 only need for one of you. Um, so that's what I learned. And so one of the biggest things that I was getting uh, uh, people were telling me um, and it's, it's because of conformity. I ask questions. I, I, I ask questions. I challenge questions because if it doesn't make sense to me, then I want to know why. Right. But what I was being told was um, a lot of times, oh, you're being aggressive right? Um, oh, you're not a team player. Um, and I was starting to believe that, right? That's why I was looking in the mirror and I was like, you know, maybe I'm not a team player. Even though in the back of my mind, I'm like, you just aren't making sense. We're just doing this because we're doing it. We don't know why we're doing it. Um, and so to hear that says, okay, it's not me. Now I say that in the same vein, because sometimes again, I was probably the one who was um, instigating things, because not everything has to change um, when you want it to change, or not everything needs to change. But that was the biggest thing of not letting people tell me, shh, be quiet, let's just go with the flow. Because even though I knew my past experience of the reason people call me to be on teams, the reasons people ask me to come um, contribute is because I ask questions. It's because I will push through. That's not conforming. So it's not a good thing. You don't get things accomplished. Great things accomplished. How about that? All right. All right. So, you know, one of the things he says is that, you know, the majority of people conform. Um, Napoleon Hill calls it hypnotic rhythm. And he says, the problem is we're acting like the wrong percentage group. Like most people conform. And so I think about, when I, after going through my coaching program and having my initial awakening, mess around with Oprah. And then I went back into my office and, and put my uniform back on with the Coast Guard. And I was so happy, right? Unicorn rider, butterflies are coming out, rainbows. And that made people nervous because based on my rank and my title and my position, I should be stressed out and tight. Does that make sense? Yes. So I'm happy. And I'm laughing and they would all be nervous and they would just stand there looking at me. And I know it was funny. Lita, you know I'm funny, right? So, and I know what I just said was funny and they would be like this. And right when I walked off, they would laugh or they would be like this, why is she so happy? So sometimes as adults, we get caught in this expectation of if you're in this position, we can't possibly be happy and effective, right? Like, and I mean, super weirdly happy and effective and we allow the energy of the office or the culture to bring us back to a box that we're supposed to be in, which, which eventually, you know, it makes you aggressive. <laughs> yes, it does, right? After a while it does. Yeah. You're fighting to get out. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's get the sleeve in order. Okay. So you said, all right. So what about being bitter? Was that true? I, I don't know. I haven't found that out yet. Um, but again, I'm, I'm open to it. I, I, I think um, it's, it's not, are you bitter? It's, were you bitter based on where you are now? Or you don't, you don't know. Cause I tell you, but go ahead. I, yeah, you know, I mean, maybe I, I mean, I guess, I, I guess so. Because when you look around and you're like, well, wait a minute, you know, why am I still here? What, how, wait a minute. How did that person get that? Or, and it's not that you're not happy for me, just kind of realizing you're thinking, but they may have done less or they may have done the same thing. So why isn't it happening for me? Right. In so many different aspects in life. So when I look at that, that is probably the definition of bitter. If I cannot say 
oh, it's okay. You know, you can, I mean, feel it because I'll say it in a heartbeat. Oh, it's good as everybody, okay, you know, but um, yeah, so for that to be the definition of bitter, then yeah, I was. All right, let's 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 give a definition of, of bitterness <clears throat> since, you know, you, apparently you ain't gonna look in the mirror. It's all right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, I wasn't bitter. Okay. Uh, oh, yes, you were. Oh, yes, you were. And here's the thing, right? Because bitterness to me, is going to mean different than, so I want to quantify it, right? Because I'm not going to be like, Linda, you know you was bitter. And you're like, I don't know what you're talking about, Willis. Um, so when 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 I called you bitter, when I mean bitter, I, I wrote down this, the seething underlying discontent. Does that make sense? And I was bitter. <laughs> I absolutely was. You got it. <laughs> bitter. Yeah, Number okay, two. great. Uh, moving on. <laughs> it's an underlying small current of energy that's running, you know what I'm saying? Like seething. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, you know, if we can discover it. But it's like what you were being sold, the pack of goods that you were being sold and what you were living, was it what you wanted? Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And it's not necessarily as personally and professionally as like you see your soul knows how you want to feel. Your soul knows the path to freedom and you're being fed a pack of stuff on conformity. You like this. I don't know if I like that. Does that make sense? But you're yes. still in the environment and I would unable to change it in the moment because if you're if you are not reacting or your mind has been hijacked in the game. Does that make sense? So it's hard to be able to communicate yourself out of it or move people out of conformity that don't want to be there. So right. it's not necessarily, you know, professionally related. It's, 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 it's everything, right? Mm -hmm. So you say, yeah, you were. Yes, absolutely. 100%. So, <laughs> so let's talk about it, right? Like mm -hmm. what advice, or, or I would say, what's one thing that you did to be able to 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 bring yourself out of it, what was most surprising to you, or what's one action that you took to be able to shift your mindset to where you are right now? Pay attention to the thoughts, right? Um, one of the things we know I did was I would have whole conversations in my head of um, this person's going to say this and that person's going to say that. I literally would put out, I'm waiting for the arguments, rebuttal and all that stuff. And I had it all in my head and I would have these conversations in my head for if this person says this, then this is going to be my comeback or this is that, or that person might say that one. So, you know, so I'm going to stay away from this one. Um, I had to get control of my thinking. And I was like, you're making this stuff up. You know, I realized half the stuff that I'm battling, it truly was a battlefield of the mind. I was making a lot of stuff up to be true. And it wasn't right. Um, so the biggest thing I had to learn, and it's an, it's an everyday battle is controlling my thoughts, um, controlling my thoughts and my thought process. Right. And it's one of the things that we say, it is, it is so easy to think uh, negative because it's easier. Right. And people say it's easier. It's our default. Um, most of the times, because what's the old saying, you know, don't, don't get your hopes up too high. That way you don't get disappointed. And so we have a tendency to think that because we want to walk that, even if we're like, I don't want to be negative, you're going to walk the middle ground, but it takes the same amount of time and energy to think, what if it does work out right? You know, um, what if it does work? And so that is the thing I've had to shift my mindset to not be, you know, well, if it doesn't work out, then this is what I'm going to do, right? To, you know what, this is how I want it to work out or releasing the control of saying this is how it's supposed to work out. And just like, you know what, I can only control how I work through this process. I can't control the process. So it really is a big thing of controlling that mindset. And it's an everyday, um, it's an everyday thing. Right. And, and, and honestly, I'll say my brother uh, who was quitting smoking, he said, this is not an every day. They tell you one day at a time. He said, it's an hour at a time. He said, literally, it's an hour at a time. And some days it's like that. It's an hour at a time. You're, you're good. You're good. You go in, something happens. And, you know, then that old self comes. We're like, what? 
switching that mind, switching that mindset to constantly know where my mind is. What are you thinking? You know, what are the thoughts? Um, Earl Nightingale, he does say, you know, our, our, our brain, it's like the ground, whatever you plant, that's what's going to grow. Doesn't care. Your mind doesn't care what you're going to plant. Um, it can plant, you know, good or bad. He said, you know, if you put corn in the ground and nightshade, which is a deadly poison, the ground is going to return both of them. And, he, and if you water it and you feed it, the ground is going to return whatever it is that you plant. And, and that's how your mind is. Whatever you put in your mind, whatever seed you put in your mind, whatever you feed it, that's what's going to grow. So it has been a total change to be like, stop going to the negative side, go to the positive side. Cause it, it could work out. Mo most likely it is going to work out. Right. Just like if it's not going to work out, it is going to work out. Woo! God damn. All right, Alina, teaching all night now. I hear you. <laughs> really? Yes. I'm going there. Okay. Uh, Teresa say, please stop with the definition too close to home. Don't be mad, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> These bitches find the master class women be over here and be like this. Don't be, don't be angry. Own it, girl. Well, you ain't mad no more. You remember though. Um, so <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, don't be mad. Own it. Cause you can't change what you can't see. Right. No. Before we even dig, you know, a little deeper into it. If I called you bitter, it was up to you because I, I, I talk to a lot of women and, you know, I'm, I'm bringing it because you can't change what you're unwilling to admit. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so you was like, I called you bored, bitter. I think I started yelling. Uh, I probably called you like 10 other things. And it's only to get you to see your reality. And at that point, you have to say, I don't really like this lady, which is most, <laughs> which is the conversation. But maybe what she's saying about me is true, but I also give you what you can be if you choose to do the work. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And you have to make the decision. You'd be like, I don't really know. I don't really like that. But I, but let's see what happens. Right. Does that make sense? Right. Um, and some women get mad when I tell them that they can make more money, legit angry. Like, how dare I? If they've had this inner dialogue and this narrative that, and, and they're watching the Forbes or the Bloomberg or the McKinsey studies that say that women are going to suffer. They go to church and the church is telling them that they should always be going through something. And they're reading all these articles that saying that women are going to lose. And I come in here talking about, you know, you contribute your salary. And they're like, they actually get angry. Wow. And, and we get off the phone and they choose to stay where they are. Mm -hmm. So one, I just want to applaud you for, you know, proving me right one uh two is like you know choosing alita to to do something different because what where you were wasn't working absolutely it wasn't and and that's a that's a whole thing and, and one of the things that we definitely we say oh we're going to triple but then we go in and we start at self right um because as you say you can make money and still be crazy right and so and it's not a good place you know get to a place of, of peace and calm first, and then it'll start to come. It'll start to work. It'll start to work itself out. But you can just be going for, we can always go for money. There's there's money all around us, right? Um, but go for the peace first. Get a, get a hold of yourself first so that, you know, you know how to uh, work work through it all, as I can say, because life is more than just that, that dollar sign. It, it, it works. You know, they say money can't bring happiness. No, but it makes misery a whole lot easier to deal with. Um, please believe that. But um, you've got to get a hold of your mind and your, you know, and yourself first before you add anything else to it. Mm, mm. I'm on mute. I, I, I hear you. <laughs> you over here preaching. Because here's the thing. Did you believe that was true before you started doing the work? The dollar amount? No, I still am kind of like, okay, but let's do it. You know, I'm not, I wasn't about to be like, oh no. Okay. Well, if you say it, I mean, I've never seen it, but if you say it, then clearly, you know, it must exist. So let's go with it. Like I said, one of the biggest things that I had to, had to understand is um, my mindset had, can only get me so far. It was, it was causing me to go in a loop, right? So I needed someone else to help me think things through, help me get there, get to the next place. 
So, you know, the, the dollar amount, because I gave you an astronomical amount, which is true, right? Whether you, you, you believe it, great. Did you believe that, you know, like what you said was so good? You said, get your mindset right first and the money will come. You said money is everywhere. Did you, did you hear yourself say that? I was like, <laughs> no. right? Yeah. Because a lot of times women and men, but people think that if I get the money, I'll get the peace. Right, no. If I get the money first, then I'll take care of my mental health. If I get the money first, then I'll take care of my, you know, my physical health. If I get the money first, then I'll be magically happy and I'll run down the beach butt naked. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, and they don't think that joy and freedom and peace can be obtained in the moment. If you get that, then the money chases you. So what are your, what are your thoughts on that? I just want you to expand on that belief. You know, your before and after, like, did you believe that was true before you started doing the work? I think, um, no, no, I didn't. I didn't because, um, yeah, you, you send a thing of, you know, like, you know, if I had, if I had this, then I wouldn't need to deal with, you know, I wouldn't have to deal with that, but no, who said it? I don't know, but more money, more problems. I don't know who, which rapper said that. Um, that was a good problem to have. Sir Biggie Smalls. Sir. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, I'm a Tupac fan. Anyways, <laughs> um, not like I said, we still have a ways to go, but no, because here's the thing. You'll be chasing that dollar and you'll make wrong decisions, right? If your mind is not right, you'll be taking opportunities that are not meant for you to have. And then you're going to be chasing it and trying to figure out, well, why won't it come to me? Because it wasn't meant for you to have. You were making decisions out of um, dire, you know? It, it was a, it, you were not making the right decision because you were so busy tracing that dollar. We all know, um, well, I'm not going to say we all know, I don't want to put on everybody, but you know, when you first come out of school and you're not making that much, you make decisions based on money. And so you didn't always make the best decisions, right, on your need and being desperate. And that's what happens a lot of the times when you just chase that dollar. You're not going to make the right decisions because your mind's not in the right place. So if you're calm and you're like, you know what? I mean, I know I want this, but I, it's going to cost me too much stress. You can say no to stuff. And when you can say no to stuff, when the right thing comes, you can concentrate just on that one thing. And that can take you to the next place. All right, Robin, you hear lead over here, hey, teacher. You hear lead over here, the professor. I'm hey, <laughs> trying to give you a, a, a board in the back. Be like this, Lita, get up and draw some stick figures and let us know what you're thinking. Please All don't. Right. <laughs> so one of the things that you said, you said you had to shift your mindset from uh, thinking negative because you said it's easier to think negative. That's now. That's as adults. You can't, you can't convince a kid to think negative like all the time. Kids are resilient. Kids forgive easy. Like they can fight somebody on the playground. They be playing 30 minutes later. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. As adults, we've let that stuff go because of what our parents have taught us, because of what the environment has said, because of what the media and, you know, we're being influenced by all these outside things. So you said it's easy to think negative, but the scripture says, if the person can think with the mind of a child, that's how you get into the kingdom of heaven. Something like that, right? Like, you know, it's the mind of the child. The child is easy to forgive. Resilient. Don't necessarily believe. Like, you can't tell my niece when she pick out her own outfit. I mean, she's pretty good now. But you know how these kids be picking out these tutu and these cowboy boots and like a cow shirt or something like that? And you just be like, my God. You can't tell these, these kids they're not the cleanest people in the world. Does that make sense? And they walk around with it. It's summertime, 100 degrees outside. They're wearing cowboy boots, right? <laughs> you cannot tell them that they're not the bomb. And so eventually over time, we start to believe the stuff that people say about us. And we start to adopt the limitations of, limit, of limited thinking people. And we start to wear a cloak of misery that's not even ours, right? Mm -hmm. So you said it's easy to think negative, And then you said you had to start saying, well, what if it does work? And so I think it's Florence Scoval Shin said, or somebody said, you can't plan for success and then it, you can't plan for failure and expect success. Mm, yeah, it's true. So a lot of people are planning for failure because yep. you're really planning for failure because you say it's not going to work because now you're in your, you're, you're having a whole internal dialogue. If they say this, I'm going to say this, they say this, I'm going to say this, and then you're not going to get it. And then when you don't get it, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's it. So what... <clears throat> 
what has changed for you since you've started to, you know, capture that, that inner dialogue in your mind? What are some of the things that have happened for you? Um, one of the things that we, we said was, you know, people were like, we don't go looking for uh, jobs and interviews and that type of thing. Right. And I'm like, really? <laughs> right? I'm like, okay. Um, we we got to tell all your business though. I don't want well, you to tell I, all your business. I, I'm not, I'm not. Okay, okay. It'd be okay. amazing how people run when you sit back and not just that, there are other things in life that I probably stressed a lot over that when I stopped stressing, it just, they just really started to appear. And it's the craziest thing, right? It's the craziest thing because I never believed that um, it would happen, things would happen. But I did notice that once I just stopped thinking, well, it's not gonna happen, right? And just kind of thought, well, you know what? Okay, if it happens, great. If it doesn't, or let's just see. Um, it just started happening. Things just started to appear. And I, 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 people would say that and I never would believe them. I would be like, okay, you know, but I'm, I'm seeing it, right. I'm seeing opportunities. I'm seeing people pop up that maybe I, I would, uh, under normal circumstances, because again, I'm like, I'm not dealing with that person. Did they really do anything to me? No, I just was kind of in my way, um, answering phone calls and just opportunities, uh, professional and personal, just opening up right so um yeah that's what i i started just let it that control thing is huge right um again you, you know you, you have to go through the process but trying to control the process is is where you have to let go and when you when you let go of that um i uh i forgot i think it was florent uh what's her name florence shovel Florence Scovall Shin. That's it. Um, in, in one of her books, it's uh, it makes a statement says, you know, God's ways are ingenious and his ways are sure. And just like yesterday, something had happened. And literally through a series of events, this person canceled. So I did this and I did this. And because I did that, I showed up at the right place and there was this person there. It, it, it literally is, right? You got to truly let go right? Let go and stop trying to control stuff and trust that God's way is sure. And you can't even put all the pieces together, even if you tried, right? If you tried, you couldn't. And so um, letting go, right? And, and letting go doesn't mean not doing any work. That is not what that means, right? You still have to go through the process, you know? But like I said, don't try to control the process, and then you'll see the things just starting to happen. And if it doesn't happen, it wasn't meant to. And you've got to let you got to accept that and keep it moving too. Mm, I'm trying to figure out what to what to title you now. You need a title. I mean, <laughs> this teacher over here is dropping nuggets. If y'all ain't taking notes, shame on you. So, um, but here's the thing. And, and, and this is what we talk about, and what I talk about in a circle, and even with, with the, the Vision Finder Masterclass. I want y'all to start to live the information, right? Like you're start, you are the information. You are the quotes that you're quoting. There's a difference between people who, you know, quote stuff or will quote scripture, but you're not, you're not the scripture. Right. What, before I, this is complete side. And we're going to come back to this control thing, but how is, how is this experience, you know, been for you? Because it's still magical and it's still unfolding. Right. Like you yeah. just finished, I think, uh, a month or two ago, the Vision Finder Masterclass, and now you're with the inner circle. So it's like, how has the 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 shift been for you uh, with regards to now remembering the information and then knowing, learning, knowing, doing, being? How I always say that, how we how especially sisters, we got all these degrees. We get stuck in learning, knowing, learning, knowing. Now you're doing the information. Now you're being the information because now stuff is starting to pop up and you texting me talking about, I ain't believe it, but it happened. You'd be like, great, keep proving me right. So what is that, you know, um, what has that shift been like for you? I would say in your overall quality of life. I'm of course I'm gonna say it's calmer, right? Um, it's calmer, that that and, and that piece is huge. I'm not, like I said, there. I have moments where I might be like, you know, but I have to remind myself, you know what? 
it's, it's not going to cut it out. You know, you, you getting all this way and that way is not going to help the process. It's not going to help anything. So um, life is a lot calmer. It's a lot um, more enjoyable. I mean, that's what it is. Um, and that, and I think the biggest thing is that's within myself, right? Um, it's not like an outer thing per se that has changed, but within my, within myself. And you, and, and here's the other thing too. Um, this is kind of sort of, but the company I keep, right? The company I keep, I, I realize that I don't always have to answer that phone call, Right. I don't always have to take on that person's problem, right? Um, I don't even always have to listen to it because um, sometimes we put this this cape on, right? That um, this hero, oh, I got to do this for that person or, you know, they're going to be calling me to do this and, and they're going to be calling to do that. And that's an ego. That's a personal ego thing that you're dealing with. Um, so I, when I step back and stop worrying about everybody else, right? And, oh, you got to do this. It, it made life a lot easier. It doesn't mean that um, I'm not here to help when someone needs some help, right? But it doesn't mean that I have to take it on, right? That's one. The other side of it also, um, it's okay to ask for help too, right? When you're at peace, you're not worried about what somebody's necessarily thinking about you. If I'm like, you know what, can you do this? Or can you do that? You don't, I don't worry about it versus before I'm thinking, well, I have to be this and everybody expects you to have it together and everybody expects you to this, this, that just, it's, it's okay to just be human. Right. And that's made life just a lot easier for me. Okay. Player, I see you. I see you answering these phone calls. Um, okay. Let's get back to, Control, right? We're 35 minutes in the interview. Be like, Let's talk about how to release control. But she's talked about it. She's your 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 whole experience. And you you ask, how did I get this topic? You be like, you have no idea, right? Because you're like the epitome. You're living the experience of not trying to control everything, which is why you were bitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't working. It's like why it's not working. You're right. Right. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I'm like, I'm like, why isn't this working? This is how it's supposed to be, whether it's textbook or whether it's, this is what's supposed to happen because this is what happened over here and this is and that. Yeah, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. So you're looking at everybody else's journey talking about, well, what about me? But that was not your journey. That's the journey that you thought was good for you based on who they told you that you should have been. But God's plan is right here. So you over here looking at them, right? And 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 even they may not even be on a path, but you're like, if but if I if I have this thing, because we're taught, right? Like your mom is brewing, you're taught. If I do this, if I do this, I'm gonna get this. If I do this, I'm gonna get this. And if I do this, I should expect this. And it's not necessarily, I mean, you have the things, you're you're brilliant, you're professionally accomplished, but you're not as happy as you can be, right? right. right? There, you're not as uh you don't have the levels of happiness that are accessible to you, but you have not accessed them yet because you're over here. And so what you said was Florence Goval Shin, trust God's way is sure. So then you're like, okay, so uh, Chrissy be talking about this Skittles and Skittles life and this riding this unicorn and yeah, you know. This is not real. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. This rainbows and butterflies life. I think she high and drink a lot of coffee, but I kind of like it. You know? <laughs> but you, and then she was like, it's not possible for me. And now you're like, oh my God, I'm living it. Like it's starting to unfold like real fast in front of you, right? And so now you've shifted into one of the things that you said is not going to help with the process. I was like, whoa, because now you're over here in the wonderment and the curiosity of what God has in store for you. So it's a little bit more exciting because you're like, if you open yourself up to receive what God has for you, you're not looking over here at people anymore. You'd be like, uh, let me get into alignment. Yep. Let me keep my thoughts in order. Let me keep my words in order. And I'm going to expect greater, even if I don't know what's going to happen. It's like Christmas every day. Yep. Go ahead. The words are, that's the other piece, right? You know, your thought process and then the words. Um, it, it, it's so funny. It, it's so funny. Uh, um, 
my friend Chantel and I used to say, greater is coming. But now she always says, greater is here, right? Um, Chantel always, I'm like, oh, even if I get like, oh, she'll always say, don't worry about it, greater is here. And that's where you have to live and you have to live in the here. It is here, it's not coming, it is here. We move from it's coming to it is here, right? And that's the thing, you, you have to live in that present moment and all that that present moment brings to you. It doesn't mean you don't plan for the future, right? But you have to live in what's in front of you right now, right? Because it's 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 a it's it's good right now, right? If you're always looking over here or over there, you never get to appreciate what's right in front of you. Um, so, yeah, greater greater is here. Yeah. Okay, greater is here. Living in the moment. Um. I'm so happy for you, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm so like, uh, and and the thing about you know the process and the journey is you know even though we're still you know we still we're still connected, right? It's like I remember who you were in the beginning, right? I remember the 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 promises because we make great promises over here. We make mm -hmm. astronomical, insane promises over here at Vigilante International. I mean, why go big or go home? Why can't we believe, Alita, that we can be happy and joyous? And it takes work. Because this, you know, this joy right here, this, <laughs> this happiness right here, you got to work for this joy, right? Yeah. But why, why can't we believe that we can be happier? Why can't we believe that we can 3x, you know, the amount of money right now? Like, what, like go ahead. What were you going to say? Because I, I got it. Conformity. I, I mean, that's just it. Conformity. Um, you, we conform to pretty much what's in front of us or what's beside us, right? And what's beside us is it, that's conformity. So the the greater is not necessarily or or that piece. If if you're running that right rat race, right? You're running the rat race, and I, I live in the DMV area, right? So it's uh you know that DC area, it's it, it, it's it's traffic, it's everything you know very running. But if that's what I'm looking beside me, then I'm conforming. You're supposed to be in an hour of traffic every day, right? You're supposed to uh, be in a building in, in corporate every day. You're, you're supposed to maybe have live in this neighborhood or have this vehicle or have this clothes. You're supposed to. That's what conformity is, you know? And that's what gets you. And it keeps you from going. That's good. I got two more questions. So it's interesting because... I listen to people compare their misery. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, oh, you're out, your your commute's only an hour. My commute is three hours. So you're justifying. Yep. <laughs> right. That's oh, okay. it. You got a flex schedule. You you get, you know, one day off every two weeks. You know, I get no days off or or oh, you work from home, I gotta go in the office. So what are your thoughts around people who compare their misery? Because you see it, you just reacted to it. Like it's the conformity. And when when somebody says something great, I'm telling you, women get lit, I can feel the phone get hot when I sell them this magical life. Maybe and I not sell not in 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 um in monetary terms, but I still want my money. But when I try to tell them <laughs> we don't do this for free, right? <laughs> Uh, but you know, like we're, 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 we're so bought in on the conformity of misery. And at this certain age, we're supposed to just pack it all in. We're going to be miserable. Just go get 50 cats and da, 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 da. Right. When, when there's a whole level of joy and happiness and freedom that's accessible and available to you, if you would just turn the page and be like, you know what? I'm going to go create my own life and I'm going to be, you know, who God called me to be, not who man told me I should be. Right. Right. I forgot what the question was. I was with you. I was like, what's the question? <laughs> I was like, what's the question? What's the question? I think it's comparing misery, right? Like like the the, the conformance. How right? do I get out of it? Right. Um. Again, my and it's funny. It's funny until it's brought to your attention. You don't always know it, right? So now, when I'm in that and people start saying, I check out, right? I check out because I'm like, that's crazy. We're trying to see who's sickest, you know, who, who's you know, 
oh, I have this, or I have this. Yeah, who does that? You know, and before I was probably part of that, but now I can recognize it and say, oh, you know what? Let me exit stage left. And one of the things I do, I know I get, um, I have to get on my friend, uh, I say Chantel a lot, because I'll sometimes I'll like, can we just dream today? Can we just dream? You know, and, and inevitably sometimes it does go to, back to complaining, but um, I definitely try instead of having the conversations of the complaints, because we always need to vent, not to stay there very long and say, um, can we can we just dream today? Can we just talk about what we, you know, what we want? And that's where that that's where the words come in to play. You have to speak. You have to speak it, you know, speak that stuff, discuss it, talk about it. But that's one of the biggest things that I um I do. I exit stage left. I recognize it when I hear it, right? And then um, there are days when I'm just like, can we just dream today? Can we just talk about dreams? Because that's the happy place. Let's talk about that. We already know what misery looks like. We already lived that. Why are we reliving that? We don't need to relive it, right? Let's live in a world. Let's live where, where we want to go. So that's one of the ways. Mm, all right. Okay. Um. So what's interesting, you said maybe I was a part of that, be like this. Oh, yeah, you was there. Yeah, well, uh, that's that's what, yeah you was there. That but was I was there too. That's how I know. And, and we normalize complaining. Yes, we, we normalize calling to dump every day. We normalize like, you tell me about your day, I tell you about my day. We normalize, let's go out for drinks. Like, we normalize, let's get together for five foods and martinis to talk about who's who they suck the worst. Who got cussed out the most today? Who cussed the most people? That was me, you know, I'm crazy. But you know, like, and, and so we normalize these conversations of woe is me. And now it takes the shift and it, you know, and, and the thing about, you know, I love what you're saying about your friend is some friends don't want to shift. So if you say, hey, let's talk about dreaming. And she's like, no, I want to keep complaining. Then eventually you're going to have to let that connection go because they're not a part of how you want to live over here. But she's like this. OK, so that's a great friend because she's willing to shift. But you're not trying to change her. Right. You're just trying to maintain your peace. And if we're going to keep this relationship, you have to be a part of the new narrative that I want to create for myself and not support the old narrative and the dysfunction that, um, you know, you were just a part of. Yeah, because I was definitely a part of the dysfunction. And, and then you bring people with you. Right. And so it's like, I don't want it for me and I don't want it for you either. And I don't want it for you either. And I don't want it for you either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what advice do you have for women who are considering working with Vision Finder International? Um, and, and, you know, they're questioning whether or not, um, you know, joy is possible for them too. It is. I, I, I would say um, <laughs> I would be one of those people uh, seeing is believing um, because I'm going to tell you, I, sometimes I'm like, it's snake oil, right? I was recommended by uh, my my friend Cassandra, who I respect one hundred percent. She can whatever she says. I, I'm pretty much gonna follow um, with that. And then when I got in, I was kind of like, yeah, okay, this might be snake oil, but you know what? Cassandra said it was good, so I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead on. I'm gonna believe it. Um, and it took a minute, but it absolutely, positively, is there for the taking. You just got, you just have to believe it. Um, and do the work, do the work, recommend, look in the mirror, do the work. Um, it is absolutely, it is absolutely possible. Don't stay where you are. Don't die in it. You know, I'm like, don't, because that's what you're going to do. You're just going to die in it. If you, if you want life, um, Christ said, I came to give you life and give it more abundantly, right? Want that abundant life for yourself, right? Want it for yourself and take that jump, do it. Just do it because it, it, it will work if you put toward the work. It, it, it's not a it's not a um, what a genie in a bottle. It's not that right. You've got to be able to look in the mirror. You've got to be able to say this is the role that I played in my misery. Right. This is this is and once you can recognize the role that you played in your misery and not blame it on everybody else. That's when the freedom starts. and you start working on it. That's when the freedom comes. And once the freedom comes, everything else follows. Okay, talk about snake. <laughs> Let me do this commercial. Then we're going to talk about that. So you can join me at my event next week at levelupwithchristy.com. You can go ahead and register and join us. It's going to be amazing. It's only three hours. It's next Saturday. Um, and it's at no cost. Saying free gives me the heebie-jeebies. So um, 
was was interesting. I like to convert women who don't you you commit with your actions even if you didn't believe it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I'll anybody who has said yes to themselves, even if you be like, I don't know, she this is kind of crazy, but I'm gonna see what happens. Does that make sense? Yes. Um you I, I like it that you continue to prove me right. <clears throat> I love it. Uh, it's just it's ego is whatever. I'm just playing. It's, uh, but the but the right stuff is because we bought this long. I mean, the scroll is a hundred feet long on what the narrative of people tell us that you know we should have and we should expect. And then I'm over here trying to create a whole new scroll. And mm-hmm. I love it when you know I, I would say it, it's kind of skeptic. Like, can yeah. I you know at forty something actually be happy? I've been like this for so long. Can I actually make a complete shift in 90 to 120 days and get on the path to a whole new life? And I'll be like, yes, if you're willing to look in the mirror and stop pointing at other people. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate you for showing up to do the work and not just do the work, prove me right, but then become a part of, you know, the joy is be the change that you want to see in the world. Right. Like, you know, um, and then, you know, coming here and sharing your insight so women and men can be inspired to say, you know what, I, I really want to be different, too. So I appreciate you. Do you have any last words for the uh, for the viewers and the listeners? I don't. It's just, well, I guess look in the mirror, you know, and one of the things you said was, you know, happiness. People will say, well, you know, I'm happy. And, and for the most part, I thought I was, too. Right. <laughs> I thought I was, too. Right. I'm like, why not? Um yeah, it's just, you know, where you are now, you deserve to even go higher, you know? So invest, invest, we, we invest in so many things, invest in yourself um, so that you go higher. Yeah, that's good. Somebody, somebody the other day told me she was happy. I said, if that's what happiness looks right. like, we got some problems on the phone. So right. yeah, she got, she got drug in the mud. But anyway, all right, y'all. Thanks so much for showing up. Alita, don't hang up. I got three minutes with you. Okay. Take care, y'all. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review if you love this episode. Follow Christy on Instagram and LinkedIn. And don't forget to get her free gift by texting change now, all one word. Again, change now to 66866. Until next time, go out and win bigger.